Now, Bibi, tell me, what is so wonderful about smoking? Everything. I like the way a fresh, firm pack feels in my hand. I like peeling away that little piece of cellophane and seeing a twinkle in the light. Coaxing that first sweet cylinder out of its hiding place and bringing it slowly up to my lips. Striking a match, watching it burst into a perfect little flame and knowing that soon that flame will be inside me. <laughs> I love the first puff. Pulling it into my lungs, little fingers of smoke filling me, caressing me, feeling that warmth penetrate deeper and deeper till I think I'm going to burst then whoosh, watching it flow out of me in a lovely, sinuous cloud. No two ever quite the same. And that's from Fraser. And if you were living with her and you wanted her to stop smoking, what chances do you think you would have of saying, so let's say she was your mom, hey, Ma, will you stop smoking? We don't like to smell it. You know, we, we walk, our clothes smell like smoke. You're not going to reach her. You're totally not going to reach her because she's so, the, the benefits of smoking to her so outweigh the costs, and she isn't allowing her mind to see the costs. That's the big problem. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist, and you can call me right now by dialing toll-free 1-877-DRKENNER. That's toll-free 1-877-DR-KENNER. And ask me any question that you would want to ask a counselor or a therapist. Again, I'm a clinical psychologist. Psychologist, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And right now, let's turn to the phone lines and welcome Veronica. You're dealing with uh, difficulties with your sister's fiancé? Yes. Um, um, he's a controlling tyrant, and I don't want them to, to get married, nor do I want him in our family, um, because we have a family business, and I would find him very controlling, and I don't know how to approach her on how I feel. Okay, how close, is she out of state? Is she nearby? Uh, we live together, actually. Oh, you live with your sister. I and do. And she's been dating this guy for how long? Five years. Five years. And so you've, had, you've been able to see him up close and personal. I have. And tell me some of the things that you observe. Um, that he would tell her um, that she's fat or... He would say, don't wear that, it makes your, it doesn't look good on you. Or he would tell her, um, he would make her provide breakfast for him, or there would be a plate of, of, of something, and she, he would tell her that he, she, she served it wrong, and to do it over, and um, things like this, it's, it's just kind of out of control. <laughs> I mean, things that are just, it's just terrible. So. Was he always this way? Yes. Uh, from five years ago, yeah. What keeps her tied to him? Did she have a baby with him? Or what keeps her in a relationship like that? I have no idea. Um, because when I'm with her by herself, um, we're very close and she's, independent, she owns her own business, she's confident, she's assertive, um, and then when she's with him, she's like a, a dog with its tail between its legs. She's very weak and timid, and um, she's yes, yes to him all the time, and so I don't really understand. 
Um, and, and her previous boyfriend, she dated for eight years, and he was very similar to this person. Okay, so she dated, she had, what helped her to leave that last relationship? Um, her last relationship, her boyfriend um, cheated on her. And so she, why, but why did she leave him? I mean, if she becomes so subservient with the tail between the legs, why not stay when he cheated? Um, I think she just is a combination of being kind of finally fed up with um, his his behavior, and I, I think she had a lot of pressure from maybe some of her friends. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure on that. I didn't live with her at that time, but I did meet him and know him, and I, she knew. Um, I didn't really like him that much, but this person is, is different um, because we're a little bit older. She really wants to marry this. I mean, they're engaged, and she really wants to spend the rest of her life with him. I don't know. It's just very seems more complicated. <laughs> okay. Well, it, if that's what you want to try to tease out, what makes this more compli- complicated? Because on the face of it, especially when you have an independent woman, you know, who owns her own, she owns her own business? She's on her own. She's competent. She sees how uh, powerful her own mind is to achieve her goals. And she wants romance. Why does she want it so badly that she's willing to not think? She's willing to abandon her mind and just allow him to beat up on her emotionally. Is there a history in your family of origin? Is there anything? Um, No. um, My father was more the disciplinarian and the, the dominant one in the family, and my sister really adores him. Um, um, but my mother was never really subservient to him, but my father's, all three of his sisters um, have married men who are much like this man, Is and she, my grandmother was very very similar to this as well. But she's also, the other thing I think he, I'm thinking of is that she's almost 40, and so I think she feels a lot of pressure okay. um, to be to be married and have kids and everything like so that. So it's 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 him or no one else possibly in her mind. A lot of people will do that. You know, this is my last chance. If I really want to have a baby, I've already invested five years. I'm not going to turn around now. Everybody has their flaws, and at least this one, you know, I know his flaws. I've been with him for five years, and and what if I never have a family? What if I never get married? You know, if she has thinking along those lines, then that's that type of catastrophic thinking. It's way off base. Mm-hmm. But it's catastrophic thinking that can keep her locked into a relationship. Um, if, if the question is, what can you do? And if you've got a good relationship with her, you can do a lot. You I do. Our relationship is very strong. Okay. And, and <laughs> so what have you tried so far with her? Well, when I first met him five years ago, she she'd asked me if I liked him, and I said, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and... I guess it never has just really come up. Okay. I, tr- I actually avoid him when... Then uh, this is what I suggest you do. You've made a lot of observations that he calls her fat, that he tells her not to wear things, that he tells your sister uh, what to serve for breakfast or that she did it all wrong. If you point out the observations and a contrast, you know, I noticed that when I was with him today, he told you he didn't like what you wore and he called you fat. You know, I wish you were with someone who would never call you fat, who would see in you what I see in you, 
and who would not demand that you serve them breakfast. And I wonder if you've ever asked yourself why you you go along with him. And you don't have you. You can even say to your sister, "You don't have to answer me. It's a private question for yourself." I get real concerned. So you can use the method of contrast. What I did there is to say that um, I gave details. Details are important. I observed this. You say what you observe. And then you say, and I wonder what it would be like to live with someone who didn't call you fat, who didn't do this. And, you know, that's like opening a door for her to talk with you. There's also mm-hmm. a wonderful older book, but Men Who Hate Women and the Women Who Men Who Hate Women and Women and the Women Who Love Them by Susan Forward, that you can look up, and it's a book worth getting. She was a, a very strong woman who would come home and kind of uh, have her tail between the legs, and then she wrote a book about it. She was a psychologist too. So those are two of the so those are some of the things that I would recommend. You can also Google the symptoms of abuse. Uh, in, a, in an abusive relationship, um, you've named several of them, uh, but that will h- hopefully help you too. So I hope that helps. I wish we had more time, Veronica. Well, thank you. You've been very helpful. Thank you so much. Okay, and good luck with that. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. La, la, la.